Warning, the following video may contain content that is controversial and disturbing to some. Viewer discretion is advised. God bless you. You are now tuned in to The Journey. You walk with me, I walk with you. Together we face life. Hand in hand, side by side. With Jesus the mastermind. It takes faith, it takes a step. To finish a thousand miles. But together, we're in this. And this is called the journey. What's up, everybody? Hope all is well, and welcome back to the Journey Podcast with your host, Karen Sam. We thank God for a new week and a new month, guys. Oh my God, we're in November, guys. Today is November 3rd, and it is the 33rd episode of the Journey Podcast. Oh my God, it's so amazing just saying that. 33 episodes, guys. And just as being in the month of November, I'm so happy and I'm so thankful, so grateful to God because we started this year off with so many people and, you know, some of us are still here, but we lost a lot of people along the way. A lot of things happened this year, but we're so grateful to God that we're still alive. We have new opportunities to live, learn, and to grow. So be happy with me. <laughs> be grateful to God with me that we are in a new month. On last week's episode, we started the Abuse and the Believer series. We It was just me and Tony. We kind of started off the series with an introduction. We defined abuse a little bit, and I shared my personal experience with my what form of abuse I went through. I really do believe that that show was that show is actually one of the most vulnerable shows that I've ever done. And I do thank God because the response that we got from the show was just mind blowing and overwhelming. So God bless you guys so much for joining us and tuning into that show. On today's episode, we have a social worker coming on. She's going to come on to share how she has experienced abuse personally and in her life of work. So I'm really, really excited about that. So stay tuned. If you've been tuning into the show, welcome back. Thank you so much for sticking with us through 33 episodes. That's a very long time. Thanks guys for being so faithful and listening to us every time we bring a show out. We ask God that he will continue to keep you so he continues to keep us. <laughs> but if this is your first time listening and or watching the show, let me tell you a little bit about the show. So The Journey is a Christ-based, Bible-based podcast that focuses on everything and anything that has to do with our lives in this generation, such as education, career choices, health, marriage, singlehood, everything, finances, we talk about everything because we want to look for real life problems that are facing today's society and we find the real life solutions in the word of God. We want the journey, the mission of the journey is so that we will find faith in God's faithfulness and we will learn how to walk God's way because that's our slogan guys, walking God's way. New episodes drop weekly every Tuesday at 3 p.m. You can find the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio, and most recently on YouTube. So as you're listening, as you're watching, make sure that you like, you share, you rate, you review. Make sure that you subscribe on YouTube and turn on the post notifications so that you'll be notified when new episodes drop. For today's episode, we're going to be suspending Miss K's music tips. As we know it already, birthday best is another segment we do. We are not going 
forward to air that today. We air that at the end of each month to celebrate all the birthdays in the month. But for today, Miss K's music tips will be suspended and most likely will be suspended for the duration or the remainder of the series so that we can actually get to the nitty gritty of the topic. So I want you guys who are watching and listening, go back to the previous episodes and listen and learn, practice everything that we've learned so far. And then God willing, when we are back with a new episode, we can add that to our repertoire of exercises. You know what I mean? Okay, so let's get into today's show. So on today's episode, as I said, I am so excited, really, really, really excited because we have someone coming on that I really, really admire and really respect. She's a mother, she's a daughter, she's a sister, she's a friend. Most importantly, she's a child of God. She is a certified social worker. She has her bachelor's in social work and is currently working on her master's in social work. I'm extremely, extremely excited because she's very open. She's very relatable. She's very knowledgeable. So guys, help me welcome. You've seen, you've heard her before, but you're going to see her in person for the first time. Help me welcome my dear sister, Barbara Hi. What's up, everybody? Hey, hey Barbara. Hello, como estas? Y I'm bien, and you? I'm okay. <laughs> Yo, she did this the last show, too. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so happy. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Aww, I'm so glad and so honored that you honored the invitation to come onto the show. So she's to talk about this really, really, really um, serious situation. I'm very nervous. I am, too. Yeah. I am too. Usually when it's just me and Tony, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But now that Barbara's here, I'm kind of, you know. Do I make you nervous, baby? Kind of. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we begin, um, as everybody knows, you've been on the show before, right? but only when it was audio. Yeah. How was that for you? I think I was nervous then, but I feel like I'm more nervous now because people know what I look like now. Um, so it's just like, it's, it's like different. It's different when you can see and then hear versus mm-hmm. when you can just hear. Mm-hmm. You can just say anything. And That's it's true. Like, they can't see me anyway, but mm-hmm. they can actually see me now. Oh, so wow. I'm very nervous. Hello, Jenny Lynn. <laughs> Jenny Lynn, <laughs> the Sojourners. It looks, it looks like the the, we're going with that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, before we begin, like I mentioned in when I was introducing you, you are a social worker. I am. How how what made you even want to be a social worker? I think when I came on your show the first time I said it, I think I wanted to be a social worker since I was seventeen. Um, I don't remember that, but okay. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> since I was seventeen, I always knew I wanted to be a social worker. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I wanted to help people. I just didn't know that it was something called social work. Mm. So when I finally found out that it was something called social work, I'm like, oh, okay. And I remember I went to Rutgers. I graduated from Rutgers. I'm currently in Rutgers now. I remember I used to catch the bus to Essex County. Woo, woo, ECC. And I would, catch, <laughs> I would get up by Rutgers campus and I would walk to Essex County. And I remember saying to myself, like, I'm going to graduate from here mm. one day. And fast forward. You have. I have. And you will again. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Oh, fun fact. Another one of our guests that is going to come onto the show next week, she also is a Rutgers alumni. So, who are you? And soon your girl <laughs> over here will be a Rutgers alumni too. So, uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, 
you have to be the woo woo. Yeah, woo woo for me too. There's a lot of William Patterson and Ruckus people in, yeah, you know, in our church. Yeah, and it looks like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. I love saying the show on a lighter note because, you know, it's going to get very serious. It is. Yeah. It is. So, um, last week we, did you listen to last week's episode? I did. We spoke about abuse. Yeah. Yeah. So we introduced the series Abuse and the Believer. And this series is just to bring light and to, um, bring awareness to this quote unquote pandemic Mm -hmm. called abuse, because it is going on in a lot of homes and a lot of situations, There's a lot of situations that are going on, especially now. Last week, I shared with the sexual abuse story about the young seven-year-old girl mm-hmm. and her family. I don't know if it was a family friend or a cousin. I shared about that. I also came to find out that there has been a lot of reports of domestic abuse in this pandemic. Because of the lockdown, there were a lot of families stuck at home together, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of reports and a lot of cases of domestic abuse. So we, as believers, you want to come and use this platform to kind of spread awareness about it and then also talk about how we can avoid it right. and how we can prevent it. So yeah. let's get into it. Let's get into it. So my first question for you that I will ask every guest that's coming onto the show, what is abuse? So abuse um, is an action that intentionally, like you want to intentionally hurt someone. Mm. So it's like, you want to physically, emotionally, verbally, it's an intent to hurt someone. Mm-hmm. That's what abuse simply is. Just to like, just hurt someone. Pretty much. <laughs> right. like, and the different forms of hurting someone. Can you talk a little bit right, about so those? Right. So they have four different forms of abuse. It's physical abuse, um, verbal abuse. We have neglect mm. and we have emotional abuse. Mm. So physical abuse is like, you know, punching, hitting, kicking, um, Emotional abuses or emotional or verbal abuses, like someone just talking down on you. Mm-hmm. Um, neglect um, is being neglectful. Pretty much, I always use um, educational neglect. People mm-hmm. don't think that it's a thing, but it is. When, as a parent, you you don't make sure that your child gets to school. Mm. Like, that's neglect, and that's a form of abuse. Wow. Yeah. When I learned that, I'm like, wow, really? Like, they're not going to school. They're not doing what they're supposed to do as a parent. It's your job. It's mm-hmm. your do- you have to do your due diligence, making sure that your kids go to school. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing that, that means you're neglecting them educationally. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And we have, of course, sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And that's in a form of rape or molestation mm-hmm. or, you know, things like and that. And you, you also mentioned emotional abuse. Yeah. So with emotional abuse, how how is this just through words or actions like how it... I, for me i feel like it can be both mm-hmm. i feel like emotional abuse can be through your words through mm-hmm. your actions yeah so that can be it's a form of um verbal abuse mental abuse mm-hmm. that's all a form of emotional abuse oh wow well. this yeah. is it's, it sounds very broad it is it sounds very very broad so like in in your line of work as a social worker have you come across any um cases with when it comes to like abuse absolutely um and I feel like when abuse happens at a younger age, when it's not addressed, it turns to something else. Mm. And most of the time, um, I get people in my, I work with um, adults. I used to work with kids and I work with adults. And you see people act a certain way and you be like, well, why are you acting like that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's because of they've been abused. Mm. Um, people talk down on them. I remember I had one this one patient, 
and I said something to him and he said, you're not going to talk to me like that. I've been talking about, I've been talking like that all my life. And for Aww. me, it was like, you know, it, it wasn't nothing serious to him, but I think whatever I said to him, it triggered, triggered him mm-hmm. and he just went off. So I feel like when it's not dealt with, mm-hmm. it becomes something big, but you see abuse, especially sexual abuse as well too. Mm-hmm. Like in, I used to work with middle schoolers and mm-hmm. oh my it was pretty, gosh. yeah. And I feel like that's like, all abuse is bad, but I feel like sexual abuse is like the worst form of abuse. Why do you say that? Because I feel like as a child, when that happens to you, it kind of shapes and forms who you become as an adult mm. if it's not dealt with. You understand what mm-hmm. I mean? So as a child, I I myself went through like sexual abuse. And for me, I think it flaws your the way you think about men. Mm. It makes you think that every man is a predator. Mm-hmm. So me being a mom at this age is like, I don't even... You know, something as simple as, oh, your daughter's sitting on another man's lap. Mm. You're like, no, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Because I know for me, that's how my molestation started. Right. Like, you know, like a family friend, I'm sitting on your lap and you start touching me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if it just, if it's not dealt with at a younger age, it just forms to be something bigger than mm. it's really supposed to be. Pretty that, much. That is like the perfect segue to the yeah. next question I was actually going to ask. I was going to ask if you could expound on a situation you went if you've been through an abusive situation yes. any form of abuse i have so i think for me not think what like you saying thing i've been through physical and um sexual abuse mm. i believe the sexual abuse happened when i was about i was like seven. Oh my god yeah i saw i would say about seven i didn't really know what was happening but i remember um and i'm not gonna name names well he's dead now the person is long gone but Ivis is just someone that we trusted in our home. Right. So I remember my mother would fall asleep and that's when he got to like touching me and stuff mm. like that. And I was so young at that point. And you know, sometimes with abuse are associated with smell too. So if you're not, you've been abused before and a certain smell, you smell something, bring your mind back, back to, to that thing. I don't know if you guys know this thing called Mercy, Mercy Cream in Ghana. Yeah. Oh, the what they use for... Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what he would use like as a way to a lubricant to like kind of like yeah for so whenever i had i smelled that it brings my mind back to that abuse that happened when i was like a child and of course i didn't tell anyone because they always make it seem like it's your fault and you're you're the reason why you this Mm -hmm. is happening to you so they'll be like well no he's like no one will believe you anyway so i was like scared to tell my mother i was scared to tell my brothers because i'm like no one will believe me anyway they would think that i'm the reason why this is happening Mm -hmm. to me but later when I told my mother and she was very like sad, she like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, I didn't think that you were going to believe me. No. So yeah, um, it was pretty tragic. And I think for me, it just, it just shapes who you are. I feel like your innocence then is taken away from mm-hmm. you because as a child, as a seven, eight year old child, what do you know about any of those things? Like those people come in your life and they open that doorway mm-hmm. for you. And it's like all other things start happening to mm-hmm. you in your life too. Um, for the physical abuse, um, I believe I was 17, 16, 17. Oh, wow. I was in a relationship. And initially, they started off like, oh, um, I don't want you to wear this. I don't want you to go here. And you're like, oh, that's so cute. He cares so much about me. No. No. He doesn't. Like, when a man trying to exert control, trying mm. to take, like, have full control over you, that's, it's just, a gateway for physical abuse because one day they tell you oh i don't want you to wear this i don't want you to go here i don't want you to talk to this person and then that's when it starts mm. they start with verbally and then they will start physically trying to hit you too. oh my god so yeah so the physical abuse i believe it was um between the ages of 16 and 17 um 
you know, I met this guy and I thought I was like super smitten by him. Um, I'm just like, oh, okay. So we started talking. Initially, it was really cool. Like we would hang out, everything else. But then as time progressed, I felt like he started trying to get more control over me. Mm. So I remember it was a particular day. I will never forget. I got my hair done. I thought I was cute. Um, and we were walking. So it was a group of guys that we walked past. And I was just like, and I spoke and I said hi. So after we went back upstairs in his house, he was just like, don't you ever speak to someone while I'm there? Like, and he just went crazy. Mm. But I feel like looking back, I should have swore like the warning signs mm. because he would just be like, I don't want you talking to this person. I want you to do this. And I thought it was like cute. You know, someone care about you, so they don't want you to do this. But mm -hmm. that's how it really starts. They start by trying to get a little bit of control and then they try to take more and then they take more. And then after you give them all your control, that's when the abuse really starts. Mm -hmm. And then it starts with verbal abuse. Um, typically abusers, people that physically abuse you, they will start by making you feel like you're on top of the world. Mm -hmm. So they'll give you compliments, they'll make you feel good, and then they'll bring you to, to your lowest. Mm -hmm. So they, they have, like, they try to get that power of having you feel really good and then bring you low. And they, they want you to, like, depend on them and feel like you need them all the time. Oh right? And that's how it starts. And then once that starts, once they break you down um, verbally, that's when the physical abuse really starts. Oh, my Wow. Yeah. And I was so young, too. And I was just like, oh, why am I going through that? But at that time, like I said, I wasn't even a social worker. I didn't even know what this was until later on, went to school, figured out why I went through all of this mm. at such a young age. Oh yeah. So... So those can be warning signs Absolutely. of abuse. Absolutely. When your partner or your spouse, God forbid, that you even enter into marriage, like but right. if your partner or your significant other is exerting excessive control yes. over you. I don't want you to wear this. I don't want you to wear your hair like that. I don't want you to talk to this person. But you know, okay, like for example, we, we were having a conversation before the show mm -hmm. um, aired and I was talking about how, oh, or we mentioned, we we're talking about how um, significant others are like, oh, I'd rather your hair natural or like, I'd rather you not wear a wig. I'd or, like, rather like that. and I don't want you to. Mm, that's what I was about to ask. Yeah. I was going to ask, what's the difference between them just telling you their specifications right. rather than them saying, like if you're married, your husband said, "Oh, I don't like, I don't want you to wear. I'd rather your hair be in the afro. If you wear your hair in a wig, he's not gonna go crazy about mm. it. That's what he prefer you to be in in a natural. But you like your wig. But if say if he's telling you, I don't want you to do this, but it's hair. You know, like it's for me, it's not that serious. But I think for me, those are some of the warning mm. signs. It's like, oh, I don't want you to talk to this person on the phone for a long time. Why? I don't want you talking to your family like that. I don't want your family coming over. Like I want, like when we get married, let's move far away from your family. That's all signs of trying to get you away from the yeah. people that you love, so they can do whatever they want to you. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Absolutely. it's funny you mentioned that because I was. I think we talked about this on the self worth episode when you came on, mm -hmm. and I was in a situation like that where honestly, it it I would say it was getting too physical abuse mm -hmm. there was only one instance where he actually did lay his hand on me right but it was more of exactly what you're talking about so i'm in my head right now i'm like whoa yeah <laughs> i'm like you know same thing he used to tell me that when we get married and you know in our culture okay first of all you know in our, our culture as Ghanaians, when you get married as a female and you have a baby your mother usually comes to help you you know be right. okay and um help you heal and then take mm -hmm. care of the child this young man told me that when we get married we're gonna move so far away my mom is not gonna know where we live she's not gonna know like none of my family members are gonna know where we live 
and his mom will come and help me yeah when i have a baby yeah and i'm like yeah that's a recipe for disaster <laughs> yeah uh, thank god for grace amen yeah amen. so like so then so to the young ladies out there that are watching i guess before you even decide to enter into a relationship these are little things red that flags. you can yeah yes, the red absolutely. flags but i feel like a lot of young women are so overcome with i don't want i want to say lust but i feel like it's very strong to say mm -hmm. but they're so overcome with um infatuation yeah that is like, oh, as you said, the way you felt at that age, like, oh, he loves, loves me. me. Right. You know? So but I think that it goes back to the show that we did about self-worth, right? Mm -hmm. I think we spoke briefly about um how we grew up, mm -hmm. right? So I feel like when you grow up with your, a father figure in your life mm -hmm. and your father is present, but mm -hmm. not just financially or but emotionally present as well, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have to go through this because what can a man tell you that your father is not already telling you? Right. I feel like these things happen when we are raised in a household where our, our fathers are there, but they're not really there. Mm -hmm. So when you get that little bit of attention from a man, you're like so smitten by it because they're not, your father's not telling these things or your family's not telling you how beautiful you are mm -hmm. or this. So when someone tells you that you take that, you run with it. Mm. So that's what usually happens. So so the men out there, you know, if you're trying to have kids, if you're married, if you're not married, be in your daughter's lives. Like, it's very, very, very important. Like, women, we need that. Mm -hmm. Our first loves are our fathers. Right. So as you're, as you're saying this, I'm just thinking of how that means that situations of abuse can all be avoided if I get the proper structure I need in my home. Absolutely. So us Absolutely. as upcoming parents or the parents, as you said, as they, you guys are watching, we have to make sure that we we establish a foundation of self-worth in our kids so that they don't go up and get abused from somewhere else. Like imagine if wow. you have a kid and you tell your kid all the time, you're, you're so mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like you're trying to meet their emotional needs as well. It's nothing that someone can really tell them right. that they can fall for. Because it's like my father's telling me this. That's or right. My brother's telling me, my mother's telling me this. So what can you really tell them that I haven't heard before? Mm. So it's very, very important that we... We, we give that to our kids. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Honestly, you pretty much, all the questions I have in my head for you, you pretty much just like went through all of them with everything. This show, we might as well should have done them as kids music. <laughs> because, <laughs> but I'm so you grateful. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's true too. Ain't you know the conversation. Yeah. So there's more to come. Um, I wanted to ask, you know, as you were saying, when we are raised in the right foundation in our homes, mm -hmm. it can uh, we it can prevent us from being an abuser one mm -hmm. to being a, the abusee. Right. That's not a word. I can't or think it's so, being abused. I was trying to make my own word. But abusee. Okay. <laughs> we won't take it. We gotta check in with Deacon Sam see if that's a word. Yeah, his, his wife is here. So is, is it a word? Here, she don't know. She said no. no. <laughs> Okay, so like, okay, so what you're, especially with the foundation in the home, I know this show is called Abuse and the Believer. Mm -hmm. So as believers, we know that our foundation in our home should be Christ. Yes. But then there are reported cases of Christians mm -hmm. or believers, let me say, who have been in an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. So how does a believer, how, what do you think causes a believer who should know their worth in God or who should know... Um, how precious they are in the sight of God. How do how does one find themselves in 
those kind of situations. I think um, my my pastor always also my pastor. <laughs> he always <laughs> said like, but how did you find? I feel like most mm-hmm. of the time when we are at this, when you get to a certain, you want to get married, right? Right. So you find someone that you think quote unquote is from God or God is telling you to marry this person. Mm-hmm. Usually God is like, I never told you to marry that person. Mm. So I think for me, we don't wait for God to give us someone because there's no way that a Christian mm-hmm. quote unquote is going to abuse their significant other if they love God. Right. Of course. Not. Like God is love. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's no way that, but I feel like most majority of the time we don't take our time for God to give us who he has for mm. us, we jump the gun and we do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And then we attach, oh, this is who God wants me to be. Mm-hmm. But if it's truly, if this is who God has for you, mm-hmm. we know God makes no mistakes. Right. So there's no way that's going to happen. Mm. But I, I was talking to one of my sisters today. She asked this question and I wanted to ask, um, or just throw it out that she says, so it's abuse. So if abuse is inevitably so so it's abuse inevitably if we don't understand our position in Christ. Hmm. Wow. That's so it's abuse inevitable. If, if we, we don't, don't understand our position in Christ. And I said absolutely. Of course. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I was even thinking for me, and I know we're gonna talk a little bit about it in our next um on our next show about self-abuse. Mm-hmm. Um for me, self-abuse came in so many different forms, but I was saying that I was having sex out of the will of God. That, that is self-abuse because the Bible mm. definitely talks about against it. Whoa. Right. So if I didn't, if I had knew my position in Christ mm-hmm. and I knew God required me not to have sex before I got married, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't have done it. So can we say that doing things outside the will of God equates self-abuse? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. I never would have. Absolutely. Wow. Yes. 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 Because if you if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Not right. So I feel like most of the time we didn't know. Like you're having said, God specifically say don't have sex before you get married. Mm-hmm. But we are doing it. So what are we doing to our body? Mm-hmm. I think He said that um, the Bible says sex, sex is, is a one- sin to the body and to your spirit. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So when she asked me that question, I'm like, it's really you. You have to know your position mm-hmm. in Christ mm-hmm. for you not to go through all of these things because. I feel like when a man comes to you and is ready to marry you, right? If you know if you know you're standing with Christ or the position that you're in with Christ, you first have to go back to the source. Yes. You just don't do it because oh my mom said it's time for me to get married. Mm-hmm. And God will show you. Like mm-hmm. he will show you if this person is for you or not. Mm-hmm. So if we are positioned in Christ the right way like we're supposed to be, there's no way that we end up in situations like that. Mm. So you know today just today i was watching a video i I shared it on my instagram story it was in tree where the lady was saying that she was talking about marriage in in a sense but then right now as you're speaking i'm thinking about we all heard about the Ghanaian pastor who murdered his wife Mm -hmm. in cold blood i think it was last month or two months ago ago. september cool we're in november now (laughs) two months ago in september and i'm i'm gonna put it together but what the lady was saying in her video she was talking about how she had a conversation with a young man and the man was saying that oh ever since and you know we hear this all the time mm-hmm. ever since adam blamed the sin on eve and blamed he blamed god said the woman you gave me is mm-hmm. why i sin right. god stopped giving or handing out spouses and the mm-hmm. lady was like 
The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, to trust in the Lord with all your heart and in all your ways, acknowledge him and he's going to direct your path. Don't lean on your own understanding. She, she, she said that. And she was pretty much saying exactly what you're saying, that yes, maybe if someone wants to come marry you or someone wants to come be with you, but you have to go back to the source Absolutely. because you don't know the intentions in a man's right. mind. You don't know the Only intentions in a man's heart. So... In two years to come, yes, he could be all active in church and he's going to, yeah, he's singing or doing whatever. But in two years time, he may mm-hmm. not even be a believer exactly. anymore. But God who sees all, knows all and knows our end from our beginning yes. will know these things and warn you or, or pull you away. So then funny enough, when I was watching, I was asking the question, I, I immediately thought of Barbara Tommy, And I was like, so... Did not me, not that? me, Barbara told me. Not that's Barbara why, that's why I said her last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately thought, Barbara told me is the name of the young woman who was killed in Florida by her husband. And I immediately thought of her and I was like, and even when I heard that situation, when I heard what happened, my first question I was like, hey, God, so truly, because when you, huh, I don't I don't even know, like, how, how did this happen? Yeah. You know, like, I was watching one of her videos of her teaching and the, the lady, you could tell she loved God. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of her singing. Right. Like, she she loved God. And I want to assume she had a relationship she with God, God right. right? But exactly what you're saying, how did she enter into that relationship that resulted in her her death? You know? So, like, that's, the, that's, that's exactly what's coming to my mind yeah. right now as you're saying this, that... Have to we have to we have to go back to the person who is in charge of our lives and is in charge of our destinies yes. in order so in order for us to have a favorable destiny. Absolutely, you know. This, and this I is, also believe that it's no way that someone can say that they love you and then will want to hurt you. Hurt you. I think that society has make made it a norm that in order for you to be like in a successful relationship or a lasting relationship, you have to go through all of this. You have to go through cheating. Mm-hmm. You have to go through abuse. You have to go through hurt for you to just say, I had the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having, a, I went out last um, Saturday with a group of my friends and one of my girlfriends was saying that um, she doesn't, she's not sure about the relationship that she's in because her boyfriend doesn't know how to communicate with her. So when the guy that was there was like, well, at least he's not cheating on you. And I, so I said to him, I'm like, why is that your answer to everything? Mm-hmm. I was like, she's asking for something basic as communication. Mm-hmm. So why is it that your thing that you say to her is that because he's not cheated? Because we have been normalized to think that it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. If somebody's if he's taking care of you and he's abusing you, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Or if he's taking care of the kids and he's beating you, you can just be quiet because he's taking care of home. It doesn't have to be like that. We can have it all because we are around people that are successfully married, that are in good, happy relationship Mm -hmm. that's rooted in God. So you can't just settle for anything. Mm -mm. So once you see those warning um, signs, just run as fast as you can Mm. because it it doesn't get better. Mm -hmm. We know once you get married, anything that you're dealing with now, it just gets bigger. So it doesn't get better. Mm -hmm. So if you're experiencing that in any kind of way, pack up your stuff. Just be about your way. Oh, my gosh. It's not worth it. Wow, this is it's it's real. It's crazy. I I wow. Um, I think we might wrap up soon. We will be wrapping up soon because we will have another show where um, Barbara and our next guest next week. I will, and they're going to, so the following week. So there's three episodes coming up. The following week they're going to. So excited! I'm so excited! <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't sound like excitement. <laughs> 
So Barbara <laughs> and our next guest, um, Dr. Ash, will be coming onto the show for the last one. <laughs> we'll be coming onto the show again after Ash does her show next week. The following week, they're going to come back and we're going to talk more in depth into yeah. this, especially when it comes to self-worth and the self-abuse. I think that part is the one that scares me the most, especially what I learned in today's show about how disobedience to God's word is a form of self-abuse. That is very profound, yeah. very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of <laughs> a lot yeah. of posts from her. Exactly. Wow. Just give me a check. <laughs> Wow, so we're going to wrap up, but based on what you said, my last question to you is, if there was someone out there who might be watching the show who is in an abusive relationship or in an abusive situation at the moment, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them to uplift their spirits, to empower them enough for them to say enough is enough? Yeah, so I think it gets a little tricky because if if you guys are just dating, just get your bags and go. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing that's really holding you. You know what I mean? Right. But if you're married, it gets a little tricky, you know? like yeah. Talk to your pastor. <laughs> <laughs> get counseling, get therapy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, You know, when they... Sorry, let sure. me cut you off right there. Mm-hmm. Counseling and therapy, can it can it diffuse a situation? Like, like let me say, if you're... Let's say you're married. Mm-hmm. God forbid this won't happen to any one of us in Jesus' Never. name. But let's say you're married to a man who just became abusive. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't know if I should say that the abuser in the relationship has always been that way. He's just he was just hiding it from you. Yeah. Or you've been okay for five, six, seven years, and all of a sudden something happens. It could be maybe there was a shift somewhere mm-hmm. or the enemy found an open door and you know, I don't know. It mm. could it could happen that way. Right. Do you think that them going to seek counseling, them, him even being open to say, okay, I, I hate what I'm doing to you. Um, yeah, let's go for counseling. Let's mm. go for therapy. Do you think that that problem or the abusive, his abusive nature or her abusive nature, because women abuse too, apparently. Mm, absolutely, they mm-hmm. do. <laughs> I, know, I know a couple of them, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, go ahead. Um, can that, can that, um, can it turn around? I feel like it can turn around. One, God can make anything yes, turn around. For so sure. of course we know that. But I feel like it can turn around if that person is willing mm. to turn it around. Okay. Because I think majority of people that are abusive, they don't think that they are. They're always trying to blame the other party. Like, I'm this way because you did this. So by you doing this, it made me do that. So I feel like if you take full accountability for your action and you really want to change because you love that person, it's not that's too difficult mm, for God. I think like that can definitely happen, but you got to be willing to go through the necessary process that you have to go through to make your marriage work. Hmm. But if you're not married, just run. leave, flee, <laughs> don't flee. walk, just run because it it doesn't get better. <laughs> it doesn't. And but who I feel like you you don't pick. So we pick our husbands, right? Or we pick the person that we want to marry. We get married to. Do we? Unfortunately, we do. You believe that? Still choose. You still you still choose. God can give you some, but you still make that choice. Unfortunately, our children don't pick their fathers. Mm, Mm. That's true. 
So when you get married to someone, when you're in the process of getting married to someone, just always have it in your mind that is this the person that I want to be the father of my children? Mm. Because they didn't ask to be here. Mm -hmm. So even though you had the choice, they didn't have that choice. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? God, God is love. God is love. God is love. And if someone loved you, um, they wouldn't hurt you. And this goes to, it goes mm -hmm. for not even just relationship. That's not just romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. Like relationship with your friends, relationship with your family. If you love someone, you hold someone in high esteem. Mm -hmm. You would think before you speak, you wouldn't just want to talk anyhow just to hurt their feelings because you're upset. You always hold someone in high regards when you love and you care about them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that should be all across the board. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So as a social worker, when you're approached with situations of abuse, how do you address it or how do you approach it? Mm. That's a very good question. I'm sorry, I wasn't in the <laughs> No, it's okay. How do I approach it? So I think for me, majority of the time when I've heard about abuse, I always tell them to seek like find help. Mm -hmm. We have they have shelters all around. They have like abuse hotlines. Mm. Uh you know, you can put that down below once you're done. You know, I don't know how you do it, but I don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Director have, of media, wherever you yeah, are. <laughs> feel like, like we have like shelters, we have numbers. Maybe if you need to get away for that night mm -hmm. or for that month, you need to take your kid. They have shelters everywhere, abuse mm -hmm. hotlines everywhere. Maybe you can go and seek help from you know from those resources that we will provide to you when the show is over. But okay. um, because it's hard, like when it comes to abuse, because I knew I was in it. It's hard for you to tell someone to just mm -hmm. leave. It's not because as simple did you as just leave. You, I don't even absolutely think absolutely not. I didn't you, just leave. How, wait, I don't think she even told us the end of the physical abuse story. How how did that play out? Like how did how what got you out of it? Um, I ended up having a daughter. Um, and I knew that my life was just not for me anymore. Mm. I knew I didn't want to raise my daughter in that type of environment because mm -hmm. it was very toxic. Mm -hmm. So I had to leave. But when I was going through that whole abuse thing. Um, people from the outside will always tell you, just leave. It's really mm. not that simple. So, just so I always sympathize with people that are in an abusive relationship because you can't just get up and leave, especially when you have kids with that person. Mm -hmm. It's a lot at stake, you know? Um, you love that person. That person hits you mm. today and they're like, oh, you know, it's going to be okay. I'm never going to do it again. So you keep going back. Not because um, you don't, because you believe that the person is going to change. Mm. So you keep just going back and going back and going back. So it's not easy. I don't know when people to the place. Just I just said that, but I know it's not that easy to just get up and leave because mm -hmm. your emotions are like invested in mm -hmm. that. Different soul ties, different things, all That's plays true. a role in it. So you can't just get up and leave, but you can do it. You know, it's hard, it's, it's hard but it's doable. Mm -hmm. You know, just put yourself first and just know that God is love, and there's no way that someone that says that will love you will hurt you like that. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome very for much. coming onto the show. I love this topic because it's making me see things in a different way. Yeah. Like my perspective of so many things is like so many things is changing. And I hope that is the same for you out there, anybody who's listening and or watching. But as she said, or as it's been said, God willing, when the show ends, we won't do the outro. This is called the journey just yet. We're going to display a list of shelters right. and then a list of numbers to call. If you are out there, if you're listening and you find yourself in a situation, an abusive situation, we are here to help in any way we can. Right. And I, I think the next time when I do come on this show, we can't 
we have we could talk about abuse but we have to talk about abuse and trauma because hmm. abuse then leads to trauma mm. which i know the doctor will come and talk a little bit about, about it too it, but yeah. they all like it's just like a it's domino effect it's, yeah it's so crazy yeah um to kind of end with i was you know everybody knows my favorite show is Grey's anatomy and um recently <laughs> you told me i can't with you behind the camera what, what did i do that was, that was you oh sorry <laughs> I can't deal with the studio members in these ways. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so I love Grey's Anatomy. And just recently, I actually started watching it again. It's like my eighth time. I'm sorry, guys. But um, <laughs> but I was, I think it was season 14, if I'm not mistaken. And um, Dr. Wilson, Alex's wife now, um, she was, she had to... Her name is Joe, but mm-hmm. her real name is Brooke. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she was in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and she was so afraid of her husband killing her that she moved like across country, changed her name legally, and could not even like she could not even be a force in the medical field because she was afraid that if her husband saw her picture, he would come and kill her. Yeah. And I don't even want to say by God's grace, but by God's grace, he died. Mm-hmm. And she, it was like she was free. She yeah. was free to apply to different hospitals to go work. She was free to do certain things. And when she saw when she was able to see him before he passed away, he was with another girl. He was engaged. Mm-hmm. And she pulled the girl to the side and she was telling the girl, you know, I this is what he did to me. And I absolutely know for a fact he's doing it to, to you right. because that's his character. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's who he is. The girl denied it for some time and then she she eventually admitted that this is what's going on and she said she said one thing that it stuck with me and it it was actually after we had started preparations for making this series Mm -hmm. so just watching it kind of was like you know okay god we're gonna do it um she said that especially especially what you're saying she said that I'm a smart girl. Right. I I I'm an engineer. I have my like she she's like I'm a very very intelligent person. I know when I'm in an abusive situation. Right. But I'm in it because I still some she says some sick part of my heart still loves the good person that he was. Yeah. And I was just watching it. I literally yeah. rewound the thing over and over right. and over and over again because I was just like. Wow. Because when you first admit, when you meet someone, they don't show you that part of mm-hmm. them, right? Mm-hmm. They show you all the good part of them. So mm-hmm. when they start being abusive, you want them to go back to who they were before mm-hmm. it started. But then they will never go back because Ugh, so it's crazy. all a facade. Like, that's all not really facade. who they are. So, but in our heads, we keep thinking maybe he's going to change. Mm. And changes really never happen. Wow. We're going to delve deeper into this, God willing, next week and the following week after that. This series is yeah it's blessing me and i hope it's blessing someone out there so on that note thank you so much thank barbara for once again for coming you. on to the show she'll you. be back next two weeks she'll be back god willing two weeks from now yeah um let's wrap up All thank right. you so much for listening and watching the journey podcast with your host karen Sion and our very special guest barbara hyde thank you thank you once again god willing next week we will be having ashley anderson onto the show she is a nurse practitioner she i, I don't know she has so many letters after her name that i don't Too even know many. <laughs> when she comes on she's gonna tell us a little bit more about what she does because honestly i, I don't even know when i go her doctor ash she gets upset so i don't even know at this point what to, what to, what to say so 
Um, but yeah, she's going to be on to this. She's going to come onto the show and she's going to talk a little bit more about the clinical side of abuse, which I'm really excited about because I want to see how that also plays with emotions and the mental stability of a person who is an abusee. I'm going to say that word. That's my new word. Abusee. Abusee. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to look it up. But yeah, so that's next week's show. I'm so excited for that. I really can't wait for that. And then God willing, the following week, we're going to have both Barbara and Ashley onto the show to come and crown the series. Um, Oh, not really crown the series because Sister Kia is going to be coming onto the show again, but they're going to be back on to kind of end their segment. Sister Kia is going to come on to share her personal experience. So I'm excited for that. Thank you so much for listening to the Journey Podcast. Hey. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Journey Podcast once again with your host, Karen Sion. Today was a very enlightening episode, and I'm so glad that you were able to listen and or watch. To stay connected to the journey, make sure you follow us on Instagram at the journey underscore podcast. Like our Facebook page, The Journey Podcast with Karen Sion. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Journey Podcast with Karen Sion. Like, share, rate, review, and comment. We love your feedback, guys. Please and please again. And trust me, we do read and we do respond. <laughs> so we love your feedback. So please and please again, make sure you stay connected with us. So on that note, remember, the fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all decided by God through times and seasons. I love you all. God bless you all. Stay safe and stay blessed and have a wondrous week. You walk with me, I walk with you. Together we face life. Side by side with Jesus, the mastermind. It takes faith, it takes a step to finish a thousand miles. But together, we're in this, and this is called the journey. journey